0: Welcome back to ARCHIVE, our lives, our journeys, our stories. ARCHIVE is a podcast developed through the UAB Mental Health Ambassadors Program, which is a peer-to-peer mental health promotion program that Dr. Robin Lancy launched as an Honors College Faculty Fellows Initiative in partnership with Dr. Angela Stowe, UAB Director of Student Counseling Services, and Juhi Agarwal, who at the time was an Honors College student. The vision of the Mental Health Ambassadors Program is to positively impact the campus mental health climate for students and build a culture of resiliency. Students propose, develop, and implement mental health promotion campaigns for students across campus and social media platforms. Mental health initiatives focus on mental health awareness, resiliency, and self-care. Here on Archive, we bring in people from a variety of different backgrounds, such as race, culture, socioeconomic class, and more, to talk about their experiences with mental health. We want this to serve as a place where we can all come together and find relief in hearing each other's journeys. While you may not connect personally to every experience on this podcast there are some experiences that can be shared universally oftentimes these things are not talked about or when they are they are difficult to talk about we want to encourage healthy discussion about these topics because at the end of the day they're necessary conversations to have that being said some of the topics we discuss on here will be sensitive and can become triggering so we encourage you to stop listening if it becomes harmful for you to do so if you need to speak to a professional uab has certified counselors at student health services or if the need is more immediate, Birmingham's Crisis Center can be reached at 205-323-7777. Or the Suicide Prevention Lifeline can be reached at 1-800-273-8255. My name is Alexandria Jones, and I'm a Mental Health Ambassador and Honors College student. I'm also one of your hosts today, along with Tasha Williams. Tasha, would you like to
1: introduce yourself? Hi everyone, my name is Tasia Williams, and I am a member of the UAB Honors College and a Mental Health Ambassador as well, and I will be your other host for today. Our guest today is Dr. Angela Stowe. Dr. Stowe, would you like to introduce yourself? I am so happy to be here. Thank you
2: so much, um, Tasia and Alex. Um, I am the Director of Student Counseling Services, and I also serve as the chair of UAB's Suicide Prevention Initiative. I have been in this particular position since the summer of 2014, but I am not i um, new to UAB since then. I actually started my career out of my PhD program um, at UAB as a counselor in Student Counseling Services many years ago. Um, and uh, although I left for about four years, somewhere in the middle of there, it was um, really a dream of mine to be able to come back in this particular position. And so when the opportunity came up in 2014, I jumped on that and i'm so happy to be at uab in this particular role Um, outside of work i do have other hats that i wear i'm a mom of a 10 year old daughter and a 12 year old son and married to my husband will and we've been married 21 years and i have our little furry baby nell who's our um, lab and a guinea pig as well (laughs)
0: Well, thank you. We're so happy to have you here today. Um, So one of our first questions we have for you is how has your work changed during the pandemic?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Hasn't all of our work changed um, since the pandemic, the way we learn, the way we operate um, when the pandemic hit and everything changed for UAB um, last March, our office had been fully in person that everybody had face-to-face appointments and all of our training had been for providing face-to-face appointments and so we really had to flip just even how we conducted counseling sessions um, completely around and learn how to um, create a safe and Um, therapeutic environment online. So that certainly was a big change um, for us as well. Figuring out how to create connection and meet the Mm -hmm. mental health needs of students has also been really, really different. I think we've learned a whole lot about um, how people can connect even when we're not able to be in person, but that there's no substitute for that face-to-face in-person interaction as well. I think a lot has changed with mental health in many ways, things that I've observed on campus. If I think about students in particular, you know, that whole term, Zoom fatigue, we've heard it a lot and it is so real. And I think last spring in particular, um, what I remember hearing from students so much is just feeling a lack of motivation and burned out from everything being on screen. Um, you know your classes were on screen you had to study on screen and do homework on screen your social life was probably on screen any research or reading that you did was probably on screen people who worked were working remotely also on screen and it's just exhausting and very draining and so people really struggled with that Um, faculty did as well you know I think one thing that faculty observed was really similar to what students were saying is that they were struggling with being engaged and feeling motivated. Um, Both students and faculty talked about how different it was to not have like interactions before and after class. And so really being able to have some of those conversations that just connect us. And so it's like you hop on, you get a lecture, and you hop off. That was really hard, um, I think, for folks not feeling that sense of connection. This fall, I think something that I've noticed that's a little different um, just is the anxiety that people have had coming back to campus after being remote for so long. and it's got a mixed, I think it's gotten mixed reactions. You know, it's it's great on one hand to be back and back in the classroom and feel more connected with learning and in that way that's more familiar with us, but there's still anxiety around COVID, um, particularly classrooms that are full, you know, more full than others. But then we just haven't been socializing for a while so I I think folks have experienced more social anxiety than maybe was expected um, because we're just not used to having those uh, little conversations anymore Um, we've been kind of isolated and operating in such a different in such a different mindset so you know the other observation that I'll say that faculty have had um, that really has stood out that they they've said to me this is the past year we've had more requests for training about how to support student mental health than we ever have before Um, and i was listening to a faculty panel speak um, at a student success summit and they said student mental health has showed up in the classroom more than ever before and faculty are recognizing just how much students are impacted because it's affecting academics and it's affecting how they're able to perform in class and what they're able to do and from the student side what I hear is just a real concern because it has been so hard and worried about you know um, that they haven't been able to perform as as well as they usually do or have been and, and um, because of everything going on and impact it's had on them, the mental health and well-being. So a lot going on that's been really different since COVID um, for sure, especially in the last 18 months.
1: now oh, that's great. I like how you, well, you kind of already touched on this, but your next question is how are people feeling at this point of the pandemic? Um, you mentioned isolation and, you know, screen fatigue and, performance in the classroom and worry and anxiety so i'm wondering how you think all these factors have kind of come together to affect how people are feeling
2: yeah so i think that you know one of the things is like no matter what you're feeling right now it is a common and normal way to feel at a time that is not normal and expected at all and i've observed that people really are all over the spectrum Um, certainly we know that one of the biggest things that we've experienced just as humans over the past 18 months is um, a lot of loss and there's been a lot of loss in terms of you know death definitely um, specifically related to covid um, in particular but then just loss of experiences that we normally would have, or um, even being able to like look forward to major life events that you may have um, all of your life and then it totally changed because of COVID. Like being able to walk in graduation, I know is something a lot of people really look forward to and that has changed. And so you've got to find different ways to celebrate. Um, Even with people who have lost family and loved ones, Um, finding ways to remember and celebrate someone's life with things like a funeral that hasn't been able to be like our usual way either. But people have just lost opportunities and so it's not just the loss of life but it's just a lot of loss and and grief happens even if something hasn't happened yet we can still grieve um, what might have been and the way things um, we expected them to be. So I think grief is really big. Um, I also think people have experienced just a lot of trauma because of all the events that have happened. And trauma affects um, everyone differently. And An event in and of itself isn't necessarily traumatic, but how somebody is impacted is. So you think about all of the change that has happened. We just look at COVID alone being um, kind of flipped on our heads at the beginning and having to move from being in our everyday lives living on campus or living close to campus and and your routine to you got to move home and you may or may not get your things right away Um, you've got to now learn how to work from home and learn from home and your home may or may not be set up in a way that's conducive to that Um, and your family's been impacted and so folks family can be a big impact as well and that can be financial impact job impact Um, living together in space and additional responsibilities for um, loved ones, so all of those things. And then we think about um, everything that's happened in the past 18 months nationally. We've been through um, a very polarizing election a year ago that did a lot um, to impact folks' mental health and well-being and stress. We also have had several incidents related to racism and the deaths of people of color and murders of people of color that has absolutely impacted student mental health um, and people's mental health and well-being and certainly could be a traumatic event for many Um, and there's been prolonged stress and so this is not just a short kind of window of something we've got to get through, but this is going on now for 18 months. And so our bodies are just in a constant state of um, recalibration and of uh, adjusting and figuring out what our next plan is. And so um, certainly trauma and change are also a big part of it. The flip side of that is I've actually talked to quite a few people who have had a lot of great experiences because of the pandemic too. They've actually enjoyed being able to go home or stay home more and spend more time with family, Um, or they've learned a new hobby, or they've been able to take some extra time to reflect, and. You know changes their change their major change their job because you know they realize what they really wanted to do um connected with people that they hadn't connected with before because now we've got all these new and innovative ways to do that Having some stressors removed because the pace of life had to slow down so much. We had some folks who really enjoyed not having so many things on my plate. Now, I would imagine this fall people feel differently and that we've put all those things back on and maybe more, um, and that can be stressful too. But there are a lot of folks who have, um, you know, really been fine during the pandemic and then some folks that have
1: really, really struggled.
2: So a lot, how are people feeling? Everything. Anything, everything, Um, and that can vary from day to day and moment to moment as well. You know, I think the biggest thing is that we are all, you know, going through this together, that um, this didn't just happen in one place in a single location, but the entire country, the entire world is going through this together and um, having that struggle. And as humans, it is just, really an unprecedented experience that we're having and going through together.
0: Yeah, I completely agree with you on everything you just said, especially um, about like how we're all in a prolonged state of stress right now and in this like constant state of adjusting. It's definitely been really hard for me and I know everybody else too. So that actually leads to like our next question, which is um, how has the pandemic impacted you personally?
2: Well, um, you know, I really love this podcast as an opportunity for folks to, um, you know, get to know me a little more and for me to share a little more as Angela, not so much as Dr. Stowe, the Director of Counseling Services. And um, one of the things that I have learned during the pandemic from students, really, is that the things that have been most helpful to them is really hearing about that shared human experience we have when their faculty share, like, this is what it's been like for me. And so thank you for that question. Um, It has been a struggle for me. I will say that I have really recognized how much I have to be grateful for, um, even through the struggles that we've had. Probably the biggest struggle for me has been balancing my roles as um you know director of counseling services and mom to my kids and wife to my husband and friend to my loved ones and um, family member and sister and daughter and figuring out how to best do that um, because i'm responsible for other lives too like my kids and their lives have been flipped upside down as well and so that's been a real challenge to try to balance um all of that and also take care of myself Um, i find myself tired a lot and my brain is just um worn out many many times i'll joke and although it's true by friday afternoon if you have a meeting with me on friday afternoon you'll 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 watch me struggle many times i can't even find the simplest word because i'm just tired Um, brain is working in overload and, and we all are in many ways I think the time that impacted me the most was recently. Um we started the kids started their school year and they're in person and my daughter tested positive for COVID one week after school started and she's 10. So she missed her whole second, you know, full week of school and Um, Of course, I was home quarantining with her, and so that was right before classes started at UAB, which is, y'all can imagine, a super important and busy time for us to get ready for students. And so juggling all of that was a real challenge and watching to make sure that she's okay. and She was okay. She had a mild case. She got better and got back to school. Fortunately, my 12-year-old, who's vaccinated, did not get it. But then two weeks later, my husband and I tested positive for COVID um, with breakthrough cases. And so once again, we had to, you know, get into quarantine mode and figure out how to keep the kids safe, but also do our jobs and um, just manage all of that. um, And also fear, like what's gonna happen and how are we gonna be? Um, Both of us were sick, pretty sick, but we also, we're really fortunate in that we um, didn't have to go to the hospital. And really, it just felt like a bad case of the flu. Um, I'm still having some symptoms, but fine. I'm back to kind of being able to function. And so I think during that, um, you know, even even though that was hard and that was a challenge, you know, I think for me, what I realized is that I have so much to be grateful for because we were fine. I have a job that I am able to work remotely or use sick time if I need to so I can be away and I work as part of the team who's absolutely amazing that they can, you know, continue to make sure to meet the needs of the students, even if I have to step away. Um, I still get paid if I don't come into work, you know, there are a lot of people if you miss work, you don't get paid and when you have to miss work for 10 to 14 days because of quarantine, that can really be detrimental to many people. Um, We had friends taking care of us and people that brought us food and checked in on us. And then I worked at UAB, which is an amazing employer and Employee Health checked in on me every day to make sure that I was okay and that I had what I needed. And so I just was so aware of um, my privilege certainly and that this was more for me an inconvenience um, than it was anything else. Um, Not everybody has had that experience. And so I'm very aware of that. So, yeah, it's been hard. I think I've had a lot of highs and lows, and mostly it's that feeling of kind of hitting the wall sometimes and just ready to be back with people, ready to be with my family, ready to engage in the world without fear, without looking around and being worried about it, without worrying about my parents. Um, And I think that's what we're all ready for. Um, So yeah, thanks for asking that. That
1: That's actually a great lead in to your next question. Um, We've talked a lot about loss of milestones, loss of life and how both you and students are impacted and just the weight of the situation and um, just the whole climate of uncertainty. So I guess, next question will be what in your opinion is the best way that we can all move forward
2: i'm so glad that you asked that and i think that's so important for us to think that way um you know i think i i think i've gone back to our four r's our blazers bounce back resiliency mm-hmm. model quite a bit during COVID. And while we teach it a lot, I actually use it a lot as well. Um, And the first R is recognize, just kind of naming where we are. And the second R is reframing. And um, part of reframing and the next R is reflection, is asking that exact question. It's like, here's where we are. Yes, I'm impacted. Yes, this is a challenge. Yes, I don't like it. But is my mindset helping me move forward and in reflection are the things that I'm doing helping me move forward and um, move forward to living the life that I want to live and meeting the goals that I've set for myself um, and so I, I really do think about about that is what I'm doing and is what we're doing moving us forward. So just asking yourself that question is one way to do it. Um, are you in a mindset and a frame of mind to move forward? You know, um, self-compassion and self-care, I think, has come up a lot, especially self-care we've heard about and really needing to take care of yourself. For me, self-care has taken on a whole different meaning during the pandemic than it did prior to the pandemic. I think prior to the pandemic, we talk about self-care as more of a, take a break, treat yourself, you know, do something fun on the weekend, hang out with friends, um, you know, get a pedicure or just, you know, take a vacation, like something like that. And those are all things to do for self-care. During the pandemic, I think self-care, we became really aware that it, it wasn't something special or extra, it is something that we have to do every day and that we really do need to embed practices um, into our daily walk to take care of ourselves. You know, um, whether that's feeding our brains and bodies with foods that fuel us, drinking enough water, getting movement, but also connecting with people that we love and doing things that we enjoy, taking breaks in our day, stepping away from the screen all those things that um, we know we need to do for self-care and and sometimes making difficult decisions of things that we know um, aren't serving us well that's also self-care i um, if there are things that we need to do differently to take care of ourselves i also think that one of the hardest things and one of the most important things is practicing self-compassion um, i have talked to a lot of folks over the past 18 months who just feel like they're not doing enough or they're not coping well enough or they're not performing well enough and they're worried that they're not enough and so hard on themselves and um, I think students especially uh, have heard just a real self-criticism and so be kind to yourself be kind to yourself you are doing enough it is hard we're not going to be able to perform the same way that we did before, because there's a whole nother set of challenges um, on our plate um, and it's gonna be okay. So, you know, being gentle with yourself and kind to yourself and being kind to others and just remembering that we are all humans and we are truly all in this together reaching out is you know i referred to the four r's of resiliency of kind of recognizing where you are reframing reflecting and the fourth r is reach out and i really think we can think about reach out in a number of ways um, it's clear that being connected to others is important the fact of being isolated and the impact it's had on us has shown us that i think as a culture for sure and so Um, How are you connecting with people in meaningful ways? And hopefully you do have some safe ways to connect in person, but we've also learned we can connect in really wonderful ways um, virtually and in other ways too. Um, Reaching out means don't be afraid to ask for help and acknowledge if you're not okay. Who is it that you can go to that's your safe person or your person and say, I just just need to process, or I just need to unload, or I just need to say I'm okay and not and feel like that you're not gonna judge me or try to make me feel differently. Sometimes we just need space to to not be okay. Reaching out also, I think the other thing that pandemic has shown us is um, reaching out to others and impacting our community, whether it's our community or reaching out to others, whether that's a friend, impacts our mental health and well-being too when we know that we can help and make a difference for someone else and acts of service and acts of compassion can definitely impact us because what that means is we're part of something bigger than ourselves Um, when we're isolated so much and we're stuck in our spaces it's real easy to get caught up in your own head and in your own kind of world and not get outside of yourself and so checking in with others Contributing to the community, doing access service and reaching out to um, help someone can also be another way to move forward. Plus, we're going to need each other as we move towards recovery and rebuilding and whatever the next is as we move um, out of a pandemic. Um, Moving forward means we're going to need to do this together. We're in it together and we're going to have to get through it together.
0: Thank you so much for your advice, Dr. So It was really, really amazing, really. (laughs) And I really liked um, when you mentioned how difficult it is um, to practice self-compassion because that's something that I've really struggled with for years. And I'm really just now getting better at being kinder to myself. So I really liked that you mentioned that. Thank you. Um, And thank you for just even taking the time to be here to interview with us. We really, really appreciate it.
1: Yes, thank you.
2: Well, thank y'all for the work that you do. The mental health ambassadors has been a really huge um, role for supporting our students during the pandemic. And I think as, as we move forward and the work of the ambassadors now is really a just sustained part of our um, services, as well as just being an established group. Um, the work that you're doing to help People become aware of mental health, and that we're all, we all have our struggles, and that it's okay to reach out for help. And um, I'm just most grateful for the work that you do, and this podcast for people to share stories and connect us um, on that level to each other. Thank y'all so much for the work that you do. It's been an honor to be here with y'all today.
0: Thank you so much. Um, I guess that concludes this episode. So thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of
1: Archive.